1: episode 144 of the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. Pardon me? Let's start the show.
2: We are now the defenders of the stronghold of democracy and of equal opportunity.
1: Welcome to the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. I'm Chris Hahn. You see me on TV. You follow me on Twitter at Christopher Hahn. And you might hear me on the radio on uh, several markets that I'm in. Uh, Hope you're enjoying the podcast. Hope you're following me on Twitter and Instagram, which is Christopher Hahn NY on Instagram, at Christopher Hahn on Twitter. And make sure you rate, review, like, and tell a friend about this podcast. But let me just start by saying, you know, Donald Trump over the weekend took to the stage. Uh, many people watched it because they were snowed in in the Northeast, but he took to the stage and he said he'd pardon. The people from January 6th who stormed the Capitol, the insurrectionists, the rioters, the violent thugs who attacked police officers on Capitol Hill on January 6th. Donald Trump uh, said he'd pardon them if he became president again. Um, That was disturbing, but, you know, basically within the norm of Donald Trump behavior. What should disturb you more is that on Monday, Susan Collins was asked if she would support Donald Trump in 2024. Now, let me explain to you something. Susan Collins was elected to the U.S. Senate, which is a six-year term, last year, okay? Last year. She's not up again till 2026. And when she was asked about this, she would not rule out supporting Donald Trump in 2024. Now, for those of you holding out hope that Susan Collins, and maybe I'm one of them, frankly, that Susan Collins would act rationally, forget it. She's not a rational actor. There are very few rational actors in the Republican Party. Donald Trump also over the weekend said that he wanted Mike Pence to overturn the election, not challenge the results because he thought they were wrong. No, he wanted them to overturn the results because he knew they were right. He said the quiet part out loud. Maybe it was a, a slip of the tongue. I don't know. But he said the quiet part out loud. He knew he lost and he wanted Mike Pence to change the results. And Susan Collins still today, sorry, Monday, I'm recording this on Monday. So, you know, she still said that she would support Donald Trump if he ran for president in 2024. So there you go there, you know, you're holding out hope for Susan Collins, forget it. There are very few rational actors in the Republican party. You know, I hold out hope that maybe these rational actors will take a bigger role in the party people like Adam Kinzinger Liz Cheney maybe more people will rally to their cause forget it Adam Kinzinger said the right thing uh, he paraphrased a tweet that I made <laughs> earlier that day and said you got a choice Trump or the Constitution and that is the choice right Trump or the Constitution because you can't you can't have both. Trump is not a friend of the Constitution Trump is a traitor to the Constitution. And if you're still with him, you're against the Constitution. And it appears to me that the Republicans who have had numerous opportunities to break with this guy—I mean, they could have broken—they could have broken with him, you know, right after January 6th. They could have broken with him after the, you know, Ukraine call. There, there were many opportunities for Republicans to say enough with this guy. They never took the opportunity, and they're not going to take it now because they're weak and they're cowards. And all they care about is the next election. And they're, you know, I guess they they care about their house pin. I mean, what is the point of being a member of Congress if you're just going to kowtow to a dictator? That's not what a member of Congress should do. The point of being a member of Congress is to stick up for the Constitution and protect your power under it. Ambition counteracting ambition, as Madison wrote in the Federalist Papers. But it appears to me that there are very few Republicans that care about their own ambition and care about their own power. And they're willing to cede reason over to Trump so that they can have one more year with their membership in the House of Representatives, Jim. Meanwhile, the House of Representatives will mean nothing. This guy gets elected president again. He'll dissolve the House of Representatives. We're not going to have a real representative democracy anymore based on the way he talks. And he's also encouraging people to riot in Atlanta. I wonder why he picked Atlanta to say, go out and protest. Oh, because the prosecutor is investigating his perfect call to Secretary of State Ratzenberger, asking him to overturn the results of the election. Go out and fine me 11,000 votes. You know, he says protest, but we know what he means. Bring your guns. It's a dangerous time we're living in, America, and it's sad. It's disturbing, and it is beyond belief to me that no Republicans, or not no, I shouldn't say no. Right now there are two Republicans in Congress willing to stand up for the Constitution. Two. That's it. Why aren't there more? Where is Lisa Murkowski? You know, I, I really, Lisa Murkowski does not have the Republican line in Alaska this year. She is going to run as an independent. She once got elected as a write-in, so I think she's got a pretty good chance. Just, just saying. Where are you? Where are you on this issue? Get on board with the Democrats. Investigate this guy. Call him out. Where are you, Mitt Romney? You voted to impeach him twice. Where are you? Get in on this. Tell the truth to the American people. This crisis is going to get worse and worse and worse unless Republicans are willing to stand up to Trump, and right now they're not, and I fear for our country. Uh, I fear for our democracy long term. Now, look, I don't think he'd win an election in 2024. 2024? Um, I am concerned about some of these states and state legislatures trying to get, you know, cute with the vote tallies. I am concerned about that, and we should all be concerned about that. But I'm not. Uh, I do not believe that Donald Trump has the ability to win in 2024. In fact, I think he'd be, uh, you know, he'd be the worst candidate for Republicans because he would galvanize Democrats and Independents who just think he's the worst. Right now, things look good for Republicans. The thing that can. Screw them up in the midterms. It's Donald Trump. Yet they're afraid. They're just so afraid of his base that they'll just let him say anything and never respond. And they pretend they didn't hear it. And you get people like Susan Collins saying, well, you know, yeah, I'll vote for him. I won't rule out voting for him in 2024. Really? Guy wanted to overturn the election? Did he learn his lesson after the first impeachment? I guess not anyway I've got a great I got a great guest uh Janet Johnson you you've heard her here before she's fantastic we have a great far-reaching conversation we talk about uh, the opening on the Supreme Court and I'll talk more about that on the other side of the interview as well uh obviously uh, this is going to be the conversation for the next you know couple of months politically uh Republicans of course putting their foot in their mouth with people like Senator Wicker, who most people never heard of before this weekend calling in an affirmative action pick before Biden even made his pick trust me senator i'm I'm sure whoever joe biden picks will be far a far greater intellectual mind than you senator um but you know of course he had to you know appeal to the racists in his base because that's what they do or wicker might just be a racist himself let's just assume he is because he sure acts like one um but let's uh, you know, Janet and I talk about that. We talk about uh, Roe v. Wade. We talk about Congress. There's all sorts of conversation going on here. As you know, Janet and I uh, really like to talk politics, she's fantastic at it. You we'll see her on CNN. So stick around for the interview and I'll be back. Janet Johnson is returning to the Chris Hancho for the first time in 2022. Janet, how you doing?
2: That's so weird. I didn't even think about that. I'm well, you know. I mean, I live in Florida, so that's like the asterisk. You live in the— How are you doing? I live in Florida. You live
1: in the free state of Florida, as people are calling it now, the free state of Florida. Uh, What is up with this guy and his election Gestapo that he's appointing? Well,
2: that's—yeah, I mean, free in terms of, you know, teachers—I don't know. Freedom's so weird to the right now. Freedom means you don't get to teach your kids, or schools don't get to talk about the truth, and you can't really vote— and you can't, you know, get vaccines. and But now, you know, he's freaking out because he can't get his Regeneron, which he was well, handing out like a drug dealer. Well,
1: yeah, because they've determined that Regeneron doesn't work on Omicron.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> but yet, you know, people here are like Regeneron junkies. You know, they won't get the shot, they won't get the booster, but you open up a library and you like, you know, give out this stuff that nobody really, you know, says works. And even the manufacturers now saying, no, 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 this stuff isn't good for Omicron. And these people are devastated because he's convinced them this is the way to go. It is, it's really cult-like. And I, you know, I don't know how it is in other parts of the country because we basically, you know, are stuck here in Florida, but, it's um it's a little scary i mean i have to say you know no math but you know give me the horse medicine
1: yeah no give me horse dewormer uh give me some other untested thing but i don't want to have that drug that now two billion people have taken and nobody's died from don't give me that
2: i mean i had a client who actually was a nurse and she said you know i'm Taking, I won't get the vaccine. I don't know enough about it, but I'm taking, you know, Remdesivir, you know, whatever the name of the horse, Vectrum, whatever that. Whatever Ivervectrum. Iver, and I said, well, so you don't know enough about it. Tell me, the, how do you spell the drug that you're taking? <laughs> right. No idea. Can you no spell idea. it?
1: <laughs> well, well, look, uh, to her defense, spelling doesn't really count anymore, Janet. We all have spell checks, right? It.
2: But I think if you, like, like if you, you know, be-
1: I send, I tell people to duck off a lot on, on right, uh, right,
2: exactly. <laughs> But if someone said, you know, what do you know about Chris Hahn? I'm Like, is his name Chris? I know him really well. I just I don't know his first name. I mean, there is a minimal amount of right. you know expertise you should have if you're touting right. you know, how much better this thing is than the right. It, it, your
1: concern is that you don't know enough about it. You should know everything about the thing you're taking in its it, place, it's don't you think? Insane.
2: It's insane. But I mean, you know, they're busy talking about M and Ms, and they're you know everything is so troubling to them. Well, that's
1: a distraction, right? Except the M and Ms. The M and M's is a distraction that Tucker Boy came up with. I like to. I've got a new name for Tucker. It's the Pot Pie Prince. I'm calling him.
2: He, I mean, you know, I, I like to initially think, and I know, you know, you're you go on Fox and you have a you know a relationship, but you know, first you think this is a shtick, right? This guy can't possibly be this. Well,
1: beautiful. I don't go on his show anymore, so make you it up. You I could know. be as rough as you want on him. He hasn't had me on in two years because I beat him down.
2: Well, right, and it, it was very you know publicized, but. I mean, there's a definite fascist element there. This this is not, you know, he is promoting Russia. He is. In, you know, and their right to invade other countries. Imagine, in the, you know, run up to World War II, someone getting on the radio and saying, why are we siding, you know, Germany has a right to go into Poland. Yeah. Why are we defending Poland?
1: Well, there were people that did that. And we look well, back yeah. on them in history as, you know, ridiculous people. And one of them was RFK's grandfather.
2: Uh. Yeah, as so the ambassador to, yeah, RFK, again, another another sort of bizarre, you know, twist of all of this, you know, I mean, it, we're, and somebody said on Twitter, why are they waiting for John Kennedy Jr. when they've got RFK Jr. Yeah. right there?
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know? he'd run with Trump tomorrow. Although Trump is pro-vaccine, so maybe not.
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, who knows what Trump will be next week. You know, I'm a little, I don't need to see polls about how Trump does. You know, former presidents, I mean, Hillary Clinton wasn't allowed to talk, you know, after her defeat. Why are we, you know, polling this guy one year after his defeat?
1: Jimmy Carter went off and built houses. Yes. you know, no, like do good no. for other people now. Not that he can ever yes, do good for anybody, yes. but himself. But it's it's a yeah. nonsense, nonsense thing. No,
2: I'm uh, you know I think, I think in three years I don't think he'll be in prison. Like a lot of people on the left want to want to think he'll never be he'll, in prison. He'll be tarnished. I mean, yes, I don't, there won't be a brand left to no, run.
1: No, no, no. I mean, you know, a court. You know, but there will still be a group of people. Who will worship him because they will not believe the truth even when it hits them right in the face?
2: Yeah, my neighbors. Yeah.
1: People <laughs> in my family.
2: I'll tell you where the group is.
1: Yeah. Right across the there, there are lots of people who will never see the truth of this guy. It doesn't matter how he could go out there and say, yes, this is all true, and they won't believe but you
2: know what? it. I still, to the same command, he's just like a totem for all of their hatreds. And, you know, I mean, it, it isn't about him. It's about, here's a person who, you know, will say the the parts that used to be the quiet parts, but now they're not. You know, they'll worship Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't have to be, uh, you know, a... a about the person it's just you know we can't have a black woman on the supreme court
1: right you know? i mean that that's you know and i want to spend a lot of time talking about yeah. the supreme court with you because you are one of my legal analysts that i bring on the show <laughs> uh and uh, you are a cnn King
2: mccain's legal
1: analyst yeah. so, you know, watch out <laughs> yeah. yeah but you are a cnn uh legal yeah. analyst from time yeah. to time uh yes, and 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 you know i i made this point earlier in the show the the trump chose his supreme court nominees from a list handed to him by a guy he didn't even really know
2: Right. No. And I, I mean, well, the Federalist Society.
1: Yeah, and I guarantee you, there are more qualified Black women in, uh, in the legal profession than there were men on that people on that list, which you were know, mostly this is men.
2: A total red herring. I mean, Ronald Reagan said he was going to pick a woman. Yeah. I mean, this is this is not new territory. No. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, Trump, you know, adjacent people or people who were former Trumpers or former Republicans are saying, why doesn't he just pretend he's looking at other people and then pick the black woman? Well, because he's he's telling the truth. I mean, I know that's a novel concept for these people.
1: And by the way, Democrats, you don't get elected without black women. So just say it. We love black women.
2: (laughs) Yes. And it's time. I mean, and quite frankly, it's time, you know, RBG at her confirmation when, you know, they asked her, well, how many women do you think will be enough? You know, well, we've had nine men when we have nine women. Yeah. enough Why not? Why, Why not? We haven't had a black woman. It's time.
1: ever. We've never had a black woman. We've only had two black men and one of is an idiot. The other one was the greatest <laughs> justice of all time. Thurgood right. Marshall. Right? right. You know, it's so nice. come on,
2: you know, it's the idea that you can't, find a qualified black woman it's it's racism it's sexism it's you know uh, we're not entertaining it i'm sorry this and it's not going to be kamala harris she has a job right right
1: right i saw bill crystal's tweet yesterday which by the way said we need an aggressive progressive which is actually my nickname I'm the aggressive progressive.
2: Well, you know, he he follows me on Twitter, and so does Chrissy. Ever, by the way, my favorite Twitter follow of all time. Um, but he uh, he's way off base. He's and he thinks Mitt Romney is going to be the vice president. Yeah,
0: he, no. He, Mitt Romney yeah.
2: doesn't even want to support voting rights. No,
1: ah. Mitt Romney, vice president. And then what if Joe Biden dies? We're going to Mitt Romney as president. Don't,
2: I don't even. I don't want to circle a little you know bubble with Mitt Romney's name ever. No,
1: ever. Neither do I. <laughs> I I I appreciate his vote on impeachment, speaking the truth, just like I appreciate Liz Cheney's vote on impeachment and speaking the truth on the January 6th committee. I appreciate it, but I ain't voting for her. I (laughs) I, I do not think Mitt Romney and Liz Cheney want to destroy the republic. I will. That is my praise for them. And that's, you know, that shouldn't even be praise. It should be what everybody feels.
2: Why not vote for a voting rights bill that was, you know, overwhelmingly approved in previous you know, sessions. Why will, can't Mitt Romney vote for that? I, I don't get it. Well, the president never called me. He doesn't have to call you. It's the right thing to do. Yeah. Vote for, you vote for it. You know, Mitch McConnell voted for it previously. You know, you're, he's just as bad as the others. And if he wasn't, He'd leave that party.
1: You know, I'm fed up with this. I don't get get how anybody who's like Mitt Romney is in that party anymore. You know, they they don't have a governing philosophy that I agree with, but at least they have a governing philosophy. And I don't really, I don't think Mitt Romney is a traitor to the country. I know, you know, people want to vilify every Republican. I don't want to vilify him. I don't understand how Lisa Murkowski and Mitt Romney are still got ours next to their names.
2: Lisa Murkowski, I agree. That one doesn't make a lot of sense because I think... You know, she always sort of prided herself on being pro-choice. And she actually did the right thing with Kavanaugh. Yeah. You know, and, and the credit. And I and Mitt Romney did too, right? I, or was he in the Senate then?
1: Uh, I don't think Mitt Romney. I think Mitt Romney voted for Kavanaugh.
2: Okay. So he didn't do the right thing. Um, well, he,
1: he kind of split the baby. He voted for the investigation. Okay. Right, right. And then he voted I for voted Kavanaugh for as well.
2: Yeah, I think Mitt Romney is not as great as people think he is. I no. mean, you know, maybe Mitt Romney, Massachusetts governor, was okay. Although, you know, to hear people in Massachusetts talk about it, not okay. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I,
1: look I mean, he, he did what he had to do to stay in power in liberal Massachusetts. Right. So, so Janet, the Supreme Court uh, in Justice Breyer's last session, unfortunately, mm. uh, unfortunately? will—
2: or fortunately,
1: well, fortunately because we get to uh, appoint yeah. a new person, yeah. while well, we still can. But unfortunately, because I thought he was a good justice, and he was the first Supreme Court justice that I ever met. I met him. when oh, I was Oh
2: in- no, he was great. But you know, kudos to him for doing the right thing. Which, yes. you know, I know this is probably not cool to say, but RBG should have done the same thing. Quite frankly, she
1: should have done the same thing.
2: Should have done the. I mean, I know we're not supposed to say bad things about her, but not not a great move.
1: No, bad move.
2: Yeah, left us in this mess.
1: Almost paid off. She almost lasted, but she didn't.
2: And right, that, that sucks. And you know, bad in, in a lot of ways. But yeah, good for him. And I don't. I, I think he looks like he's going to live a long time. But yeah, I mean, look. Not, the, I, you, know. you know, this is. I've
1: been having this conversation about people who are not in politics. Like some people, just why don't people retire anymore? Like there are some people hanging around in my industry that I'm like, just go now. You have enough money. Right. Go. Go home. Well,
2: and Feinstein. Yeah, time for her like to go.
1: The perfect example. Of I, violence. By the way, I am done with baby boomers. Oh. I am done with yeah. people who are not even baby boomers, like, you know, our president's not She's really like the greatest generation. Yeah, I, he's not even that he is. He is like born during World War II. There's some other name for it. It's not baby boomers. It's like it's like a lost generation or something.
2: Right, right. Yeah. And so she needs to go. the president to me is he's. He's ta- like ageless. You know, I don't yes. have that with the president. I love the
1: president, don't get me wrong. He's I our president, him. but the next person the Democrats nominate better be a Gen Xer. That's all I have to say. Better be a Gen Xer or a millennial. Uh but I prefer a Gen Xer Donald which Harris. is Yeah, like us. We're Gen X. We need I'm to l- I'm a little older than you. We had we had yes. you're not a baby boomer though. You're still a Gen Xer. No, I'm in between. Oh, you're an in-betweener. Uh
2: I was I came of age in the 80s. What does that make me?
1: You're a Gen Xer. Well,
2: I mean I was I was born in the late '60s. Let's yeah. just say
1: that. 68. 66. Oh, you might be the end of the boomers. <laughs> you're like a you're like a, boomer. a young boomer.
2: No, definitely not a boomer. Okay,
1: boomer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm definitely not a boomer. You're a Gen My Xer. Mother. You're I I think Gen X. Obama no, was
1: a Gen mother. Xer. We
2: were like Reagan children. Like no one, you know, we didn't really. So we we're non-existent.
1: I went to high that. school in the '80s and college in the '90s. And,
2: yeah,
1: I'm fully 80s. Oh, okay. You were in college, so I went to college in the 90s. So I'm more of a grunge band kind of guy than hair metal.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, I'm Duran Duran. Okay.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, then you are definitely a child of the. You are a child of the 80s.
2: I am wham. <laughs> so hey, I think that might. To
1: I don't know. I'm gonna have to go to the videotape on this. You might be a Gen Xer. It just, <laughs> I might be a young Gen Xer. You might be an older Gen Xer. I, just,
2: I'm saying I had really big hair and baggy jeans.
1: Yeah. And so like, did all my girlfriends. All my Guys. girlfriends in high school had big hair and baggy jeans too right.
2: but of course you know I grew up in Stanford you know you grew up in Long Island That that's probably still going on where There's, we grew up
1: there isn't any big hair anymore on Long Island really? that, that's gone uh, but uh, the baggy jeans uh, and the ripped jeans probably
2: is relatively the same
1: yeah look I mean when I went to college and grunge hit you know all the well, everybody wore the same thing, men and women. We all wore jeans and well, and flannels. I went to
2: law school in Oregon in the nineties, so I definitely, I you know, was had the tail end of that from from my age. But um, yeah, no, I think it's time. Ta- you know, again, I think the president, look, he eats ice cream. The guy's just, he's just you know, adorable, lovely. He's not, he and Dianne Feinstein are not the same thing. No, no, no. And he's also
1: the president and you know, it is what it is. I mean, you're going to sit in the Senate for 50 years. He's only been president for four years. He's going to be president for four or eight years. I I don't like these people are holding on to the same job forever. Let somebody else.
2: I don't love term limits either. I mean, I don't want someone to just get good at the job and say, I
1: I agree. I I don't like term limits either, but I just think there's got to be a time in your life when you're done. Right. Like, I, you
2: do I, wonder, like, I mean, why are the Rolling Stones still, like, performing? Like, if I were Don Henley and I had $250 million, I wouldn't perform. Neither would I. For anyone. Neither would
1: I. Neither would I.
2: You I. know, my cousin's bar mitzvah or something. Like, I'm not, you know, you don't need to do it. Why do it? Uh,
1: look, there's somebody out here on Long Island that I deal with in business who retired a couple years ago, was a big CEO of a company. We all know how much hundreds of millions of dollars he earned when he left, and he's still going to board meetings at eight o'clock in the morning. Why? For not? I, I don't know. I don't understand it. I would be. I wouldn't be on. I would be like you
2: know, visit me on my island in the winter. It so, was <laughs> you know? so weird. Yeah, I I don't get it. I do. I mean, I think there is a public service. You know, look at Mitt Romney. Why does he need to be in the Senate? You know, why do you need to keep? You know, he's not. He's not that old, but he's definitely no, but, that rich. But he's only
1: been in the Senate for three years. Right. I know. I'm OK with I'm OK with somebody. i don't want to do the Senate for 12 years. I'm going to, you know, even 16 years. I, I just don't like these people who are like in their 80s who have been in the Senate since their 30s. And it's it's time to go.
2: It's yeah, I'm just going to think of one that I do still, you know, like the Pat Leahy, you know, I mean, he's are,
1: retiring. Pat no, right, Leahy right, right, retiring, right. as he should, frankly. Right. And, right. and you know, I mean, it, it's because, look, Vermont's got a Republican governor. And Pat Leahy's eighty-two. <laughs> you know, what I mean, come on, Bernie's man. Bernie's
2: not young.
1: Bernie is not young either, but he's only been in the Senate for what twelve years? Because
2: he was in Congress.
1: He right? was in the Congress forever, but he yeah. was in the and then s-
2: mayor of Burlington.
1: Mayor of um, Burlington, um, and yeah. he was a model for uh, Ben and Jerry's ice cream. I think I'm. I'm
2: right, was, right, right.
1: I think um, I'm gonna you know, do. <laughs> I want to see some cherries uh, Garcia, and I'll uh, <laughs> take some uh, <laughs> Netflix and chill. Please, That's pretty good. I've been Absolutely. working on my. <laughs> I've been working on it. Uh, it's mostly a Larry David doing Bernie Sanders, but it's still uh, serviceable <laughs> for the radio. <laughs>
2: That's impressive, actually. Yeah, no, I mean, I think you know, kudos to Breyer, and um, it, but it's not going to save Roe. I mean, it's not, no. it's not enough, and it's not in time. It, I mean, it's it's
1: still it's not it, well, go. it wouldn't save Roe even if he was gone, even I if even if he even if he, was, even if he wasn't gone. It's just a right. Roe is doomed. Let's talk about this decision that I am sure they are going to hand down on Roe the last day of the session, right? They never hand down the ones we care about early in the session. They wait till the last day while they're getting right. out of town. Right. Um I am confident that people like Amy Comey Barrett, um Sam Alito, uh Clarence Thomas, people who have been licking their chops to overturn Roe will overturn Roe.
2: Yeah, and they lied in their confirmation saying, you know, it started to cease that is going to, you know, is important and we wouldn't do that. They were all lying, yep. you know, obviously. And, yeah, they are going to, I think, I, I think they'll do it in a way that it. they'll say, look, we left an exception for medical emergencies, so we didn't really overturn it. You know, they'll find a way right. to try to lie about it. And, you know, the media will. I think fall for that. And the well, it's that it our job times.
1: It's our job as progressive pundits yeah. and Democrats yeah. across this country to say that Roe v. Wade was overturned when they overturned Roe v. Wade. We can't look for silver linings. And that's the problem with people in our party. They try to explain, you know, well, we can't really say they did it. No, they did it. That's there, what they did. They've effectively yeah. ended Roe v. Wade across this country.
2: Yeah, no, there's that. But there's also, you know, the likelihood that no matter, you know, wh- where are we going to say it? I mean, you know, every channel that you and I are on, you know, are going to have people on there, you know, saying the opposite. Or, you know, the New York Times all constantly, you know, profiling Nazis and, you know, sort of normalizing the yeah. normal. Yeah. You know, we'll have a headline saying, Rose survives women can have abortions before 10 days or, you know, I mean, it'll be just horrible.
1: I don't know, Janet. I think Car- not. I think that, you know, like I if hope- they're if they're limiting abortion to the morning after pill, which it seems to be what they're going to do, right. which is banned right. in most states that would like to ban abortion anyway. Um, you know, I, I don't know how the New York Times is going to write that headline. I, I think they're going to call it for what it is. And I think Republicans are going to try to push it. Oh, no, no, no. Because especially Senate Republicans who are concerned about holding on. They're going
2: to tout their victory. Yeah,
1: right. Senate Republicans are going to have to walk a tightrope. Yeah. You know, they're going to have to say to the constituents that elected them that wanted abortion, that abortion was overturned. And they're going to have to tell their constituents that don't want abortion overturned that uh, it wasn't. And I don't know how they do that in the modern era. I mean, it's just too many people are going to see what they say all the time. So I think it's going to be. I think it's going to help the Democrats hold on and and increase their majority in the U.S. Senate. Uh, the House is gone, right? The, the yeah. Democrats can't win the House. Gerrymandering is taking the Democrats out of the House. Even if Joe Biden was having ninety percent approval, he would lose the House of Representatives with the maps. You can't you can't outrun gerrymandering.
2: Yeah, it's just also. I mean, first of all, it's you know obviously no one wins if women's health care is you know is gutted, and you know so it is it's a terrible it just makes me so sad you know that in our lifetime, you know we went from women having more rights to less, and that's yeah. always you know that was the Obamacare you know argument, and why I think ultimately they couldn 't do it taking away rights is is a terrible thing and should never be done right you know expanding rights is you know the it should be a floor and and we should never go backwards, so that alone is you know just makes me so sad. But you know, I think that will there will be it if not overturned. I mean, again, we're parsing words. In in where you live, women will still be able to get abortion. Right. So a lot maybe, of
1: will- maybe, maybe. I mean, you know, look, I don't know what these people are going to write, and you know, I think it's going to be a five-four vote. I think that the chief justice will will, will will flip on this. Eh, yeah. Right. But yeah. there's still look, you know, the swing vote to me is Gorsuch, but I don't see how you get that vote. And
2: oh no! And he—he's been—I uh, think as terrible as we thought he would be. I, I don't think he will be at all. I think he'll—I mean—in the last ruling, he was—you know—on the side of overturning. I mean, I think he's going to be terrible. You can make
1: a strict constructionist argument to Gorsuch on things, but there is no strict construction of argument for a per number of rights in the Constitution, right, right? Right. So there's no there's no way to do. It. It's not outlined in the Constitution. It's a right. The right to privacy itself was
2: well, right, which was always a very tenuous, right? You know basis for that right, um, which, you know, makes us nervous every time that this comes up. But, you know, I I just remember when Trump got elected, a woman who works for me who, you know, had been a Democrat from Ohio, but white and married to a white guy. And they were, you know, live in the South and they're very Trumpy now. And I was, you know, tearful. And she said, why are you upset, JJ? And I said, well, among other things, because, you know, Roe v. Wade is going to be overturned. She said, no, 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 they can't do that. It's really popular. Well,
1: here's the thing, though.
2: Yeah, they they, if can, this,
1: they will. If Roe v. Wade being struck down by the Supreme Court, women no longer having the right to choose in America, doesn't motivate American women to come out and vote against these people. Nothing will, right? And and I, I just don't. I don't, I don't see how this doesn't become a backlash. Republicans have to defend a lot of seats in the U.S. Senate a lot of competitive seats in the U.S. Senate. Right. Democrats don't have as many. I mean, they have two. They have one. You know, one extremely tough one in in Georgia. But I don't know how tough it is with this. And uh, you know, I mean, granted, the voter suppression methods in Georgia are going to be in full effect. Yes. But Stacey Abrams is going to be out there organizing, and
2: she's well, also running. Yeah. Right?
1: Well, that, that's why she's organizing. She's
2: going to be really busy. She's
1: going to be really busy. <laughs> you know, I have a feeling that you know this is an overreach. Uh, an overreach that should be expected because they've been saying they're going to do this for 20 years, 30, right. 30 years. They right. have been promising to overturn Roe for 30 freaking years. And I now they have the next chance next to do it. If are, they don't right? do it, by the way, if they don't do it after 30 years of of, of saying they're going to do it, it's going to depress their own vote. So I don't think they have a choice.
2: Yeah, I, the only thing I wonder is at this point, and, and you know, diabolically, I guess this is a clever thing that they did, they've substituted so many other grievances for, you know, abortion. I mean, we, we are not even, for years we couldn't even talk about it, right? Like, I you can't say I support it. You know, it was always this sort of, you know, I think Hillary was one of the first people who really actively talked about it, and, and Biden did, to his credit. But, I, you know, I sort of think at this point, if they just throw in, like, you know, critical race theory and a caravan and, you know, I mean, there's so many grievances that, you know, now just getting a shot. I mean, when was that controversial? I mean, there right. were always these nutty people who were like, oh, it could cause autism. No, it doesn't. Well, you know, now we're going to have polio again. Yeah, I know. Like they have, like, gotten these people to have so many grievances. They're the new,
1: they're the new know nothings. They don't right. know nothing. They right. are just out there making stuff up People believing it, they really literally depend on the stupidity of people. They really do. Like, I mean, you saw this, 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 you know, when, when Biden went off on uh, Peter Ducey the other day, right. you see Republicans saying, how dare a president talk that way about a oh. member of the press? Really? Yeah.
2: Where were you for the laughable. last four years? It is laughable. And they're on TV. But the thing is, if you put them on, you know, if you put Kaylee McInerney on TV to say, you know, President Trump worked night and day Did, didn't take a day off working for the american people
0: yeah
2: i mean uh, i at some point i guess it's like you know people are gonna believe it in a, Yeah, i, I didn't guess? know
1: the american people sponsored a pro golfing tour
2: okay, i do I, I don't you know or
1: actually wait not pro amateur i didn't know they <laughs> sponsored an amateur golfing tour uh I,
2: it's, I, it's just the opposite of truth and yet you know that i guess if you hear it enough I mean, isn't that like the Nazi, you know, just tell people something enough time yeah. and they'll believe it. And it's, you know, here we are. And it's it really shocking that, you know, we can't teach kids about the Holocaust. I mean, they're really
1: I, I mean, hard. Yeah. I mean, in the few minutes, I have lovely. Let's talk about that. There was a oh. school board in Tennessee that banned uh, the critically acclaimed graphic novel called Mouse. Right. Which uh, is German for mouse, which yeah. is, is uh, depicts the Holocaust, uh, where the Jews were mice and the Germans were cats. Yeah, and it is everybody. I mean, look, I, you and I both share uh, relatives mm-hmm. who were exterminated by the Nazis. My grandparents yeah. were Holocaust survivors. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, I, I see a school board saying, you know, we don't want our kids to see this. I am blown away by that I, I want to know how you feel
2: well and it was ten to nothing it was a unanimous yeah. decision by these people I mean you know I don't know this part of Tennessee I mean I'm assuming it's very rural and I you know I assume this is a place where they struggle to enlighten people to begin with but um and you know they they objected because and it's cartoon it's, you yeah. know, it's not and they They said, said they
1: objected because there was nudity in
2: it. Right so I don't even understand what that
1: I mean if you're but, masturbating to people being emaciated because right. of the Nazis right. there's, the there's something more wrong with you than that.
2: Yeah and it's just it's sad because I think the plan has to be and this must be what what they're doing is if if people don't know that Nazis were bad and that there was anti-Semitism and that slavery was bad and there was racism. If they really could stop teaching it, that maybe it'll make a comeback, I guess. That that has to be the theory. And, you know, if children, you know, when when we were kids, you know, I, I think I tweeted this, you know, today, my mom, when I was eight, we went to Europe and she took us to the, in Frank house. And even though I was Jewish, it was a revelation to me. I mean, yeah. to see this as a little girl and so important to see it like in a contemporaneous way that, you know, she was my age. This could have been me. Yeah. You know, and, and children aren't going to know that. It, yeah. You know, Holocaust survivors used to go to schools. Unfortunately, we're not going to have that anymore. We can't whitewash history.
1: We can't like allow people to, you know, sugarcoat things for our kids. Otherwise, these kids could grow up to do the same thing.
2: That's what CRT, that's what banning CRT is. I mean, first of all, it's not, it doesn't exist in school. So there's that. I went to University of Oregon Law School where Derek Bell, who was the proponent and, you know, started the CRT, you know, school of thought was the dean. And it isn't this. Sort of boogeyman that they're making it out to be. Race is an intersectionality. I mean, these are important. The you know, problem
1: is, fight. is that it's a buzzword that right-wing right wing nuts can repeat, and they will continue right. to repeat it and use it to scare people who don't know any better, because they prey on the people who don't know any better. Janet, In my state, Janet, like, Janet, Janet,
0: Janet.
1: Uh, I'm out of time with you. I want to tell no. everybody to follow you on Twitter. She's at J Johnson Law. She's on headline news all the time. She's on CNN all the time. Janet, I love you. Thanks for coming on.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: All right, that's Janet. I hope you enjoyed her. At Jay Johnson Law on Twitter. She's on uh, CNN and Headline News all the time. You can catch her there. Uh, Follow her on Twitter. She probably tells you when she's going to be on. So let's just talk briefly about the Supreme Court. And I know I mentioned this with Janet. There are going to be a lot of people talking, you know, a lot of right-wing nuts talking about, oh, affirmative action, and oh, how dare you pick a black woman? Look, first of all, diversity on the court's a good thing because, you know, different experiences in life would really help a court balance its decision-making, right? Help it see all sides of the view. I think it would benefit everybody, and no rational person would be against that kind of balance. Second, uh, this isn't the first president to limit his picks. In fact, Trump— chose his Supreme Court justices from a list of people who he never, ever met that was handed to him by somebody he barely knew. He wasn't hanging out at the Federalist Society, guaranteed. So let's stop with that. And not to mention, you know, we talked about Reagan. I mean, Reagan made it very clear he was going to appoint the first woman to the United States Supreme Court. I didn't hear people going nuts then. I guess maybe they did. I don't know. I, I wasn't, I was bare, barely. You know, a child, very young child at the time. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure somebody yelled and screamed about it. But screw you. You know, at at that point, the country was 200 years old and never had a woman on the Supreme Court. 204 years old, 205 years old, 1776, right? It was 1981 when he became president. So, I don't want to hear it that this is a limiting pick. There has never been a black woman on the Supreme Court. That is a uh, a lack of experience on that bench that needs to be rectified. Second, there's only been two American on that bench to begin with. Thurgood Marshall, one of the greatest Supreme Court justices ever. And Clarence Thomas, who's a dud, horrible human being, whose wife was probably planning the insurrection. So... Let's get some diversity on that bench. Biden made this promise. He's going to keep his promise. That's a good thing. We should like presidents who keep their promises, who do what they say they're going to do, who don't have infrastructure week every week and never actually get an infrastructure bill passed. This president never had infrastructure week, but he did get an infrastructure bill passed. He is fixing bridges. That bridge collapsed in Pennsylvania. Biden went over there. He didn't stop him from going to Pennsylvania. He's like, look, I got the money to fix things like this. And he's gonna. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm talking to a lot of my friends, Democratic friends lately. I know I always talk about my friends on the right. But let me talk about my friends on the left right now. We're feeling pretty down. They're like, oh, God, what's going to happen here? This is horrible. Look, guys, uh, it, it's always darkest before the dawn. And I do expect us to take losses in the House of Representatives. We're probably going to lose the House of Representatives. I mean, gerrymandering is a horrible drug. But I do believe the Democrats are going to hold the Senate. And I think they're even going to pick up a seat. You watch. Save this tape. Tape. Save this podcast. I don't know if you have to save it. It's probably going to be on your phone anyway. Yeah, No, save it. Figure out a way to save it. I think we're picking up a seat in the Senate. At least one. I think we're going to hold our seat in Georgia no matter what they try to do to suppress the vote there. And I think we're going to pick up that seat in North Carolina that we should have won if Cal Cunningham would have kept it in his pants. So let's see, fear not America Things will get better I know it's been a rough couple of weeks for Biden But I, you know, look The economy's doing really well He's just not good at talking about it Time to start being better at talking about it And uh, inflation's going to take care of itself this year We know it You heard Scaramucci two weeks ago So, all right. I want to remind you now As I always do to seek the truth Question everyone and everything Even me Seek the truth I know it's out there I know you'll find it if you look for it. And I'll be back here again next week to tell you the truth as I see it. I'm Chris Hahn. Thanks for listening to the
0: Aggressive, Progressive Podcast. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. For over
1: 130 years, McCormick has helped you make mom's lasagna. To keep her secret recipe alive